Danielle here. Welcome to Menopause Nutritionist. I believe women can thrive in menopause and have the body composition of their choice if they master their nutrition and lifestyle. Today we're going to do a different format. We're going to do like an ask me anything Q&A session. Now this is inspired by my six week program. Every week we have a Zoom call on there and it's basically just ask me anything, bring any questions. And these Zoom calls are like so, they're like gold because everyone has like different things going on on their journey, different experiences, different challenges, different wins, and everyone gets to learn. So I thought I would mix it up and try that format over here. I already have a few questions that uh, I have been asked recently that I'm gonna start with. And then anyone that is watching this live online, they can tune in and basically ask me anything that is on their mind. And I will give it a shot at letting you know my thoughts or my, you know, my, my answer to it. So the before we get started, I will just remind you my Thrive program is currently running. We're in week two. So if you missed that round or you want to be updated when I do my next free protein challenge, then I will pop the link in the notes and make sure you grab it. Sign up to the waitlist. That is how you can stay connected with everything I do that's the best way so you get a discount you get bonuses you get recipes all the things so that's the way forward if you want to know what's going on so let's dive into it this is like a questions and answers if you are listening live like I said then it, you can ask anything and I will do my best to answer it and uh, and then of course if you are actually watching this you can come back and like I'll try and answer your questions regardless but I'm going to start with a few random ones that I've had over the last week the first one was about what deodorant I wear so at the moment I'm using this it's called no pong so it's just one of the natural deodorants um, you just you know wipe it on it's like a cream so that's the one I am using currently. I haven't used like the conventional deodorants, you know, the old, you know, the ones with aluminium for like a long time now. So I always kind of try and find something that's natural and that smells good. And this one is the current one. Um, another question I get asked quite often is about greens powders like do I use a greens powder now I personally don't use a greens powder and the reason for that is because if you're in my program or if you're in my one-on-one -on -one clients you realize that we actually eat a lot of vegetables so if you are eating your vegetables you don't need a greens powder if I had a client that did not like vegetables and struggled to eat them, then that is when a greens powder might be helpful because a greens powder is really just dried out vegetables that are ground up into a powder and you're just consuming it in that fashion. So I don't use a greens powder because I actually consume my vegetables and that is where you get your micronutrients, which means all your um, like minerals and vitamins and it is very important. So you have to just find out where you fit, like 
what type of person are you? Are you one that's going to eat your vegetables? If you're not, then a greens powder might be a good add-on for you. Um, another question I've had a lot recently is um, about treats. So I do have a sweet tooth and I do like having something after lunch. I will obviously make uh, different bits and pieces like homemade protein bars or like homemade protein balls and things like that. If I'm out of time, this here is the current favorite. They are called cookie dough bites by wallabies and the reason I like them is they're really little so I can have like one or two it satisfies my sweet um, craving they've got a little bit of protein in them they're actually keto friendly so whenever I'm looking for like a sweet treat if it says keto then that is actually like a major win and a, and like a thumbs up for me and that is because it means it's got no sugar in it and the sweetness they are using will not spike my insulin so if you listen to the content I put out I talk a lot about insulin and regulating your blood sugar so I don't want to be spiking my blood sugar this uses urethritol and stevia so those are natural sweeteners that won't be spiking my blood sugar and um, that matters to me so those are the favorites at the moment um, a qu another question recently I had was about teenage years completely not nutrition related but for those of you who listen in uh, a little bit or maybe you're new I have three daughters and I think there's a correlation between when they're teenagers and how busy life is and how we then neglect ourselves and there's a couple of reasons for that one it's because we're so busy that we're time poor it, you know like we're literally mum's taxi there's a lot of emotional stress I know each time each of my daughters was like in grade 12 that whole year was like had like just an underlying stress because there was pressure from all sides and this contributes to why we neglect our health and and then get ourselves in situations where then you know we're either we've put on weight or we're not you know exercising um, and I do think it matters so the thing with teenagers is they are stressful and they are hard well that's I that's how I found them but they're just a stage so we have to just kind of if you're in that space where you're coming into teenage years or you're in teenage years it's combined with just like such a busy busy stage of life and my advice to you is obviously to try and do your best to still prioritize like some exercise some nutrition some things like this so then when you do come out the other end because you do so my youngest actually we've only got one at home now so we're nearly empty nesters but my youngest is coming up she'll be 20 this year so it's a stage and when you get through the stage then you can actually really pull back into yourself but at the same time you don't want to just take your foot off the gas and completely neglect yourself because it's just so much harder to get back on track if that's what happens so if you can carve out some time 
and even do it with your kids like get them involved I, I see some people who are in that stage at the moment you know going for a run together or I actually tried to do that with my youngest like we went and did Pilates together that year and it was actually really good it was a way to connect and bond so I feel for you it is a tough stage hang in there and just try your best to prioritize some of those things so you are still filling your own own cup up at the same time because the thing is your kids are watching you and if you neglect your exercise if you neglect your nutrition if you don't have self-care if you're not actually look looking at putting yourself first you're not teaching them to do the same thing either and you would not want that for them so we have to really as mums we need to like realize that the job we're doing is not only for ourselves but it's for our, our family as well and really if we look after ourselves we look after everyone else around us in a better fashion so that's where we've got to prioritize it and make time to do it that's kind of my thought process around it because it does make it a lot harder coming out the other end if you know if you just let everything go like you definitely can do it it just doesn't need to be that hard so hopefully that helps uh, I get asked a lot about when I started lifting weights so I found CrossFit just after I turned 40 years old and honestly like it was just by accident I went with some friends that were going and like I just loved it straight away because every day you go is something different so I didn't make a conscious decision I just am super grateful that I found it and and I and I loved it so you have to understand and this is like I have a whole bunch of people starting a lifting program they started this week and this is like 10 years of building muscle so you have to realize that one it's never too late to start but it takes consistency and patience and just doing it and this is like 10 years worth of muscle really like that because it's not something you can just go from like starting to then being really like people and I, I often wonder like when I lift when I post some of the really heavy weights that I lift whether it's and not intimidating but it's because you just can't walk into the gym and start lifting that heavy you have to build up to it and sometimes I'm like maybe I need to just post the lighter weights uh, so I need to kind of I guess explain that that is a process like building your weights up just takes time and it's taken 10 years for me to lift the heavy weights that I lift so when you're starting it's just about getting started and then progressively overloading and just gradually you know building it up so Nancy we're doing a little bit of a Q&A here similar to our zoom calls and I've just opened it up so anyone can ask me anything and I've just been answering a few questions that have been sent to me in DMs this week so if anyone has any questions to, to ask then uh, you can throw them here right now um, I will tell you that this is the top that I bought yesterday on sale and I just 
took it in on my sewing machine because it's actually a size 16 and funny thing is I was at the store getting it and it's on sale and it's like the last one and the girl's like <gasps> I think she looked at it and realized that I was not a size 16 <laughs> and she's like oh I had so many people like checking the size and then being upset because it it didn't fit them and I think she was trying to give me the hint that I had it wasn't my size <laughs> but I totally had a plan to adjust it so it worked for me because I loved the fabric. So look for some bargains, people, because you can actually fix things up and save yourself a lot of money. I think that I think it was $70 and I got it for like 29 So I was pretty happy with that. But any other questions um, that come through, I will do my best to answer them for you. I did start, yes, so I've got a question here, did I start the HRT? I have started the HRT, yes, and like I mentioned, I did a talk about HRT yesterday and that I have started, and actually someone did ask me a question about how to find a doctor that is good with hormones, so I'm not really sure the best, I, so so I know that in America, for example, they have a whole menopause organization that you can plug into and they tell you the good doctors. Um, I, I was like, I actually had a friend recommend this particular doctor that I went to see. And then when I did see my GP, my GP was like quite good because she said to me, look, if you want to look into this further, because I was asking her questions and she was like, look, if you want to look into this further, I'm obviously a GP. I know some stuff about HRT, but it would be better for you to go to a hormone doctor that specializes in this. And so she actually had like two or three people that she also recommended, but it was someone else that gave me this recommendation. So I followed that one first. And then I think it comes down to when you go, how you feel about that person, because we're all different and sometimes we don't connect with the person that we're seeing. And I think that that's quite important too. So if I had have gone to this person and not like felt like good about it, then I would have maybe gone back to my GP and got one of her recommendations. I think you really have to feel comfortable. And if you don't feel comfortable and you don't feel heard, or even just like, not even just heard, just you don't feel like happy to share because we have to be able to talk about sex and our sex life and what's going on. And if you don't feel comfortable to do that with that individual, then they're not the right one because this is important um, and it's important stuff. And, the re and I had a lot of people reach out after I did that talk yesterday about HRT saying thank you for talking about it because no one talks about it. And it really is, I, like I do my best and it's hard because I'm on, a, I'm on a, a public platform. So there's like, I want it to be appropriate, but these things matter and we need to, as women, be able to know that like actually being dry as a desert down there is not normal. And for my experience, that just like snuck up on me. It wasn't like overnight, I went from like that to that. It just snuck up on me and then I was like, 
maybe I'm not enjoying this process as much and that's really weird because normally I do and I don't want that to be the case and so that's then what triggered like the process and so I think talking about our sex lives I think generally we don't talk about our sex lives full stop so then no one knows what's like what's right what's wrong what's good what what anyone else is doing and and I don't know that that's really very helpful for anyone however I just knew that I I I it's important to our relationship and so I wanted to make sure that I got that side of things back on track so I was feeling good about the whole process I was feeling good about my body I was understanding what was happening the lack of estrogen in your body thins the linings of your vagina and everything down there so when you start understanding that then you're like huh that makes sense so what can we do about it so I think I think these conversations like are really important and hopefully it will help us all learn more you know like if we can engage in it did you have multiple blood panels done i remember the podcast you mentioned how our hormones level fluctuate through i can't see the rest of that yes i did i actually had three vials of blood taken out and for those of you who don't know i have had some history with fainting so it has been a process for me to even be able to go and have a blood test and sit in the chair so for the longest time there was always a bed in the room and I would be like I'll just be lying down over there because I was gonna faint right so it has been a process like I'm 50 now and now I can sit in the chair and not faint and then this one recently was the most challenging one I've done because literally like it's really quick having a blood test normally like if they just take one vial out it's really like 10 seconds and it's done this was like three vials and i'm like really doing a lot like to distract myself and i probably was talking 100 miles an hour the poor nurse like she probably was like what is this lady on but i didn't faint so that was one thing but yes she checked a lot of things like things that I've never had checked before like my testosterone and like my cortisol and different different things like that which was really helpful <clears throat> any other questions before we wrap this up so I thought it would just be a different format and if you guys like this I might open it up I'm recording this for my podcast as well so it just gives people I know we've kind of bounced around lots of different topics today but it gives you a chance to really ask me like anything that's on your mind. So I know we've covered deodorant, greens powders, treats, chocolates, like teenagers, like lots of different random and it's random, but we might be able to help you like answer some questions that you, you might be wondering. So maybe if you like it we'll keep it like a you know once a week ask me anything kind of session and then you can just bring whatever you want if you like um i just think it's some of the you know some of the the content we're talking about is just stuff that we just don't discuss and the more we can really lean into that i think as women we will do a lot better job any thoughts on adrenal fatigue cortisol too low today uh interesting i've got the same issue right now so 
um, my cortisol is too low as well. So I think like I have a bit of ADHD, right? So I need to then balance it with making sure that I'm relaxing, making sure I am like giving myself the balance in my own life. So I have got a lot better, I can promise you, but my cortisol is still like too low. So I have something I'm taking that the doctor recommended to help as well. Um, but I think as women, cortisol is a real issue in menopause. And so we need to look at things. And this is why if you come into a program I do or you're coached by me, we will always talk about like mindfulness and making some time for yourself each day where like I journal like so every every day I do some journaling for like 10 or 15 minutes that's my way of like setting my intention for the day I also am a big fan of meditation I just haven't done it much lately but I really probably need to maybe that's the cortisol telling giving me a notification so meditation is so good obviously walking like so now when I'm walking I tend to not bring my phone and I think managing our mobile phones is a major consideration in this day and age so and and my my job is on my mobile phone so I have to really be mindful but I think that that contributes to cortisol as well whichever way it goes it can be high cortisol or like you know whatever it is I think we have to be very careful and yes not be careful about not being too busy there's a book called the the rushing woman syndrome rushing and you know we just have to be mindful of that I think as mums like it's really easy for us to just be go 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 all the time and and we just think that that's normal and actually like if you're getting your blood work done and your cortisol's off your body's telling you that that's not okay so you have to just lean into that and that's why I think getting your blood work done is really important because that is going to tell you exactly what's going on do you take anything for sleep I fall asleep great but wake up a lot in the night so I will tell you that um, I take magnesium before bed magnesium and zinc and I don't take anything specifically for sleep however Often that waking can be related to cortisol, so your cortisol can spike and that can wake you up. Um, I will be interested to see if my sleep changes taking the HRT, so watch the space is what I can say about that. But I do think magnesium before bed is like really good. There's a blend that is called Mega Magnesium, so it's by Ethical Nutrients here in Australia and New Zealand and that has some very good products in it that help with sleep as well and magnesium is actually involved in like more than 400 processes in the body so if you're not taking it definitely would recommend it will help I think you are taking it Nancy but uh, the other thing you could do is there are like natural sleeping kind of products that you could test so you could definitely test like in the past I've tried things like valerian and um, there's like natural herbs so that's something you could definitely test out um, 
I don't know much about melatonin. The thing with melatonin is I believe we make it naturally. Actually, here's something you could try. You could try dark cherry tart, sorry, tart cherry juice. Tart cherry juice is one of the few natural ingredients, if you like, or natural products that actually has melatonin in it. So having some tart cherry juice before you go to bed could definitely help your sleeping. So you could definitely try that. And I think that if everyone likes it, we will maybe do more of these in the future. So if you want to get involved, make sure you follow me on social media. <coughs> you can shoot me a message or join in with uh, the lives and ask any question that you like. And um, yeah, super fun, super fun way to cover all sorts of random things. So I hope this is finding you well wherever you are in the world. Thanks for tuning in. If you're happy to leave a review or a rating, I would truly appreciate it. It helps other people find the podcast. And uh, you know, I'm truly passionate about helping others on their health and wellness journey, like you who's listening. So thanks, you're awesome. And here's to a great rest of your day. I will catch you next time.